Hi, I'm EJ Walsh, Wrestle Island's number one prospect, and you are listening to My Brit Rest Journey. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dereef. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel Hassan Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Carl Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe. Hello and welcome to My Bit Rest Journey on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined on the live by EJ Walsh. How are you doing this evening, EJ? I'm doing great, thank you, Chris. How are you doing? I'm good. I, as I've just said, I've just had a sneezing fit, so I'm a bit sniffy at the beginning of the interview. <laughs> I apologise, I'll try and cut out as many as I can. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It's just getting um, out of that kind of season, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter what time we... I've just... I just I have hay fever all year round. It doesn't really seem to matter. What's up? My mother's the exact same, you know. And it's like I'm I'm glad it's not passed on to me because she'll go on sneezing fits that are like seven sneezes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm kind of crazy. Yes. <laughs> I think it's one of the reasons I've never learned to drive because I just be paranoid. I'd have a sneeze. <laughs> That's one of my paranoias of learning to drive as well. Though. I'm scared that like yawn or sneeze at the wheel and like. You know, now I'm like on the other lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, um, our YouTube listeners would know you maybe from our recent video. It's <laughs> had like 20,000 views. <laughs> 20,000 20, people just had to watch me body slam you. I feel like it was just like, I feel like it's just five people who don't like you and they've just clicked on it and just keep refreshing to get the views up and up because they can't mm-hmm. get enough of it. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know who it would be. It's definitely not me boosting my own viewership. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. I was just, I was just, I just looking at the, the analysis. It's usually like a couple of thousand a week, but then it was like twenty-two thousand. What is that come from? <laughs> so yeah, twenty like nineteen point eight thousand of them was our video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yourself, I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how's your twenty twenty-two been so far, Iring? Uh, honestly, twenty twenty-two has been. My best year, I would say, personally. Sorry if you can hear a background sound, by the way. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, 2022 has been a fantastic year for me, personally, in wrestling. I've managed to actually... I took a really long break. I didn't want Mm. to, but I had to. Uh, uh, This is when I started at Wrestle Island, and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll probably end up getting into that uh, later. Yeah. But yeah, as as of just as a quick summary, twenty twenty two is my best year so far. So was your first match back the rumble? So, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think my last match before then was I think March twenty twenty two. Oh wow. Uh, no, not twenty two, uh twenty twenty. And it was against so, Tommy Jackson. Is that re- redacted? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh it was a great match. Mm. Yeah, it was a good way to like <laughs> kind of sail off, but you know, I it was kind of like the end of mm, regular training for a while for me as well. Mm. I couldn't really train that much. So after uh, redacted <laughs> clothes, where did you go training after? So. Oh, okay. this is a tumultuous story. To say. So <laughs> after that place closed down, I think I was kind of panicking. I thought, you know, that's it. I'm gonna have to start wrestling. Then. 
uh, I was told by, I believe, Brian Adenson that I have to, uh, there's a place, it was in Maghull, I think. It was mm-hmm. Fighting Spirit. Yes. Uh, that was taught by GYV, James Drake, and Zach Gibson, who are two lovely lads. And then that closed because they got signed to NXT. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to Claw, where I was trained by Sonna Derson. Then that closed. Lizzie Eve, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, Lizzie was yeah. there. Um, but it was primarily Sonna, I would say. I, he, again, both both of them are lovely as well. Uh, and then I went yes, on to... Sonna was great when he did um, that session at Wrestle Island. Yeah, he was proper sound. He's just really down to earth, and that's the best a trainee, uh, a trainer, and a trainee can be is down to earth. Because it, one thing I find when I start training at a new place, you kind of have it's kind of like a job interview. You've mm-hmm. got to feel like it's going to be formal, but then you get into it, and it's just like no, no one cares. Yeah, so that was the first time we did stri- strikes. Like, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's happened. That's happened too many times for me as well. <laughs> but, uh, I think I was at Claw for a few months. It closed in I want to say. October actually or November mm. maybe even earlier and then I didn't wrestle for like all the way until Temple opened in April or March of this year oh, and wow. I've just been consistent there now and it's great I love it yeah yeah, yeah I saw in, it the beginning of May I think so, so, yeah this is great there Sean Only as well is a fantastic coach and all the people who they've brought in, like, uh, again, Brian Adenson, Dan Evans is very nice as well. He's very good. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, we had him on a couple of weeks ago for the interview. I think we talked about wrestling for about 20 minutes in about just under two hours chat, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, uh, they're doing a Joseph Connors seminar in November, I believe, as well. Yeah, I can't wait. So I'm going to be getting down to that, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Were there any... Um... Matches or storylines you're particularly looking forward to in 2020 that couldn't happen because of the pandemic? Um, it wasn't set in stone, but for me, I was going to get my first proper feud with a lad called... I'm, I'm not sure how well known he is because he's not really wrestled. I don't think he wrestles anymore, but his name's Tommy Hayden. Yes. Yeah, I've only seen him once. Yeah, he's lovely. We had a match. It was a six-man tag team match, which was my second to last one, actually. Mm. And I pitched to the owner, you know, can I maybe have a feud with him if he's up for it? And then, you know, it fell through. But apart from that, I don't think I had any plans. I wasn't really getting around at the time either. I was kind of just nailed down to this one place. Mm. I I was still fairly new, so I didn't really know, you know, the ins and outs of getting booked as much as I do now. But, you know. I made it work. I've got stuff looking forward to now, though. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's great for the first time getting to look forward to a show or a feud or an opponent. And that's, I don't know, it's why I keep coming back to wrestling now. It hurts, but at least I've got stuff to look forward to. Yeah. Does it seem, oh, I don't know if it, it hurts less than it used to. Training, <laughs> but I'm just, oh, I'm just used to it now. It's, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, really. It's like you, you get hurt more and more, and then you just get used to it, and it's it's ingrained. It was what it was, I think at the beginning, it was just I'd never done like squats in my life, so that so I'd have like, I could barely walk for days after training. <laughs> I, yeah, I I thought you meant like you were taking your first bumps. Oh, for, oh yeah, now lots of bumps. I bump, bumps to the world, but even then the exercise, like you said, like. I remember being absolutely gassed on my first ever adult session because we did a thing called 10 up, 10 down. Yeah. And it was like 10 push-ups, 
10 sit-ups, nine push-ups, nine sit-ups, and you work your way all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hated it. And then we do Brookside shuffles, which is even worse. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't mind the shuffling, but I just hate the grapes in the corner. I just got that. Mm. Yeah. I, I hate all of it. It hurts my <laughs> legs. <laughs> and then that just sets the tone for the rest of training. Oh, I guess I'm going to be limping for all of this now. Yeah, when we first started training, I was like, why do we get absolutely knackered and then have to try and do technical stuff and try and remember? <laughs> <laughs> I do get it now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and it, it, there's some train, there's some trainers who go a lot harder than a few others. Like, I will say Sean only, he's pretty light on his warm ups compared to some people who I've trained under. And yeah, that's, the first That's time we did stretches with him, I, I think I discovered muscles I didn't know I had. You did that with me, the cat and camels. I didn't really know that I could stretch my lower back like that. <laughs> I thought it was just like, you know, the, like, push yourself up off the floor one. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, um, what do I? <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows his stuff, though. That's why I love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah but our, our first session we had was with Brian, so it was dead fun. And then we yeah. went back on the Sunday and was with sort of early and yeah. So going from that dead fun like introductory session to like all these dead deep st- stretches and stuff the next day, oh, I think oh. no, I couldn't walk for four days after it. I was like, oh, my legs were oh, That was me after like all my first training sessions though, or it's it's even worse if you've taken like a gap out of it mm. and then you get back to it and it's like oh yeah, I remember this now. <sighs> <laughs> I think I was probably a stone heavier back then as well, so it probably wasn't that great. <laughs> I was probably a stone lighter back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the last wrestle I was sure you had a really fun match, wasn't it? The, the, uh, the, turn the spin, wheel, make the deal, spin the wheel, spin make the, the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Uh, uh, you, you could only win by doing a crank. <laughs> so, yeah, so stipulation was, I think the first three people who entered had to do a crane kick to be able to do a pin. Mm. The next three people had to do a dive from the top rope, I think. Or and then the fire last, move? Or? I, th- I think so. Yeah. I, I just remember getting jumped on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I got kicked in the face by Terry Asset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which left a big bruise. It was awful. And then the final two, which was Polish Barry and Drill, had to do a dance routine. Yeah. Had to do some dirty dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried so hard not to... Uh, pop when he did the whole spin thing with uh, James Greenwood though. <laughs> so I, he, he just said he wanted to do a dance routine. I had no idea. I don't know what to expect really. <laughs> and I think if you if you find the video, I'm pretty sure he, there's someone in the corner and Greenwood nearly like, kicks them in the face while Barry is spinning <laughs> around. I'll have to look at that. It's, 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 it's up on YouTube now, isn't it? So I'll yeah, have to look at who it is. I don't know who was in the corner. It might have been, like, Ry Lloyd, maybe? Maybe. Oh, I'll have to look again. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing Greenwood have a match at um, Extreme, Extreme Fields against um, Charles Crowley. That should be an interesting. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing all the promos on it as well. And I, I want to work Crowley in some way or form before mm. I ever retire because the dude is insane with his, like... I don't even know if you can call them promos. They're almost like mini movies with how well they're done. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's, he's, I've not had a chance to see him work like a match, but I mean, surely he's got to be good if he's able to do. If he's cutting promos that good, surely he mm. lives up to the hype. Is what I mean. 
Oh yeah, I've only seen him on YouTube. I've never seen him live. But it's, it's, yeah. yeah, he's good in the ring as well. Yeah, that um, the one he did during. Do you see that you're cordially invited to? He did. He just invites uh, loads of wrestlers to like a warehouse and they just batter each other. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I haven't seen that. I, I'll, I'll send you the link later. It's, it's, oh. really it's one of Isaac's favorite matches. We've watched it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? He just brings loads of wrestlers into a warehouse and they just batter each other. Yeah, um, Greenwood's there, <laughs> Big Big Joe's there, that Big Guns Joe, um, who's the hell's there, Clementine, <laughs> Elijah, I, I, I had a similar idea, like I thought it up as a joke uh, <laughs> on the way home from training with Pud, mm. it was a wrestling Hunger Games where you, know, you put like eight wrestles in the woods, and it's been, <laughs> like a cinematic match, and you've got like weapons like kendo sticks and chairs in the middle. Ooh, so it'd be a bit like, oh, what's, what's that? Battle Royale? Have you seen that movie? It's a Japanese oh, movie. No, I haven't, but I, I, I get what you mean. I've, I've yeah. seen clips of it. Yeah. But, such a good film. <laughs> I mean, the match wouldn't work at all, but I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I could see it working if it was, yeah, if you had a decent, like, production team on it. Or, rather than just people on their phones following people around. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could yeah. work. Make it more look, look more like Blair Witch than Hunger Games, to be fair. Oh, after training one day, we could all go to the the woods opposite my house and we'll, we'll film it. That's <laughs> <laughs> if I can even walk after training. I have like a 20 minute walk after I get off the bus and it's just like, it's just dragging myself at that point. <laughs> it's all uphill as well. Alright then, um, Wrestle Island this Sunday, Whitby Social oh. Club, Ellesmere Port. Um, don't call it at 2.0. You've got a we say it's the prospect division vision resumes because uh, yeah, I, I would say it's a I would say it's a resume with uh, Harry coming back. He he won Prospect Wars in twenty twenty. It was his last 20. match for Wrestle Island. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, twenty uh, twenty. Yeah, yeah, nineteen. I, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was the, uh, la- the last Wrestle Island show in nineteen. Oh right. Uh, we also have uh, Riley the NBF, who's actually making his debut at the island, I believe. And yes, I'm looking so. forward to getting to work with him. I've seen him in training, and that lad is athletic. Oh, yeah. He used to, <laughs> there used to, there used to be a ballet dancer. I'm trying to remember from the interview. I didn't remember. There used to be a ballet dancer or a gymnast. I can't remember which one it was. I mean, it shows, to be fair. The dude's, like, his hops, and he's really <laughs> athletic. Mm. I, I think I, he had a training match, uh, a tag team one. Yeah. And he, he does this, like, kick, and he... I don't even know how to describe it. He like floats <laughs> for it. Uh, then there's obviously uh, myself and Puds, who are, I'm not sure how to describe it. We're kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> we've been on shows and we've kind of battered each other back and forth on mm. them. So it's like, I, I entered the rumble while Pud was in there. I dragged him out. I beat him up. Yeah. Then we started having like the, uh, like a back and forth strike fest in this spin the wheel match. So there's a bit. I think there's a bit of like an underlying feud there, something like that. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, I think there's a lot of uh, promise and a lot of story going into this match, and with Harry coming back as well, it's it's kind of like everyone's got something to fight for. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing this match. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being in it. <laughs> uh, Harry was one of the people who I trained with at Redacted, mm. and. Just watching him, like, because obviously we shared the card, but we I never got to wrestle him. Oh, wow, yeah. He's just, he's so smooth, and he hasn't actually lost a step since his hiatus, and I hate that to an extent. 
because he's got no rust whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, so good. He was so good when he was 18. He was eight, 18 and I, was, I kept saying, I can't wait to see him when he's like 22, 23. So I'm still looking forward to seeing it. And I'm so glad he's back. <laughs> so was, when, he, when he said he was retired, I was like, no. <laughs> I, was, I didn't think he was retired, but what, now that he's back, I for sure want a singles match at some point with Harry. He should be, he, he should be in Prospect Wars in November to like defend uh, this title. I think. I, he might be like a... Like a secret fighter at the end of it. Yeah. Or he should be the prize. The, like the boss at the end of the levels. He, he should be the prize. <laughs> Not the prize. <laughs> it's, it's kind of you win the tournament to go against him for the title. Yeah. So all the trophies he's got. So. I think that'd be fair, because I'm pretty sure you get something for winning Prospect Wars, and uh, hmm. I'm pretty sure Harry didn't get his shake at it, so, yeah. Yeah, I think he was meant to have a title match, I think. I think he was. I think that, that was one of the prizes. No. Who, who knows? I, I legitimately don't know anything about this uh, prospect was so far. Mm. Yeah, Pete's tried to explain it to me. I'm just like, but he keeps saying like, he's, like, he's like, oh, he kept saying it was like... Ultimate Fighter. Ultimate Fighter. Ultimate. I'm like, well, I've never seen it. So I was like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Ultimate Fighter, uh, that's where I could sum it up as tough enough from yeah. the movie. It's yeah. to an extent. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, following um, lockdown, were the, did you make any tweaks to your character or to your moveset when you returned? Or? Uh, definitely tweaks to a little bit of tweak to everything. So, firstly, after lockdown, I did get myself some new gear because mm. I thought I'd treat myself after not being able to wrestle for a few months. Yeah, and gear's expensive. But <laughs> it's also like my old gear is just a pair of custom tights and a black, like, cloth vest that I had from Peacocks. Mm. It was, like, the most trash bag-looking thing I've ever worn. <laughs> Combine that with, like, no gloves, no sleeves, no wrist tape. It was just kind of... Uh, I didn't look the best. No. But I didn't want to, like, take off the vest. Not yet. So I, I swapped to a singlet. Uh, character? Character, I would say, has changed a bit. I'm trying to... I'm, my... I'm trying to mold my character close to a Kevin Owens prize fighter kind of character. Mm-hmm. I can see that. More to his stuff in Ring of Honor. Uh, just need to, you know, kind of figure out, like, generally how he was a heel, though, because y- you look at all, like, say, like, you look at someone's first heel match, and it's always, mm-hmm. like, the laughing at the crowd, it's always the pointing at someone and laughing, it's calling someone an idiot, you know. Yeah. But if you're in the WWE, you don't do that. They just naturally get booed somehow, and it's always the like the slight stuff, the stuff that you would never really think about twice in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's like you know when you're doing a suplex, make sure it's clear that you grab the trunks because it's you know you're getting a bit of leverage on them. And it's not legal. Yeah, it's the very subtle stuff that makes a heel great, and it is stuff that I've been picking up on more and more as I try to develop my character. Yeah, I can um, see that. Move wise, oh sorry. <laughs> As I say, you can, and you've got a, a bit of comedy in, in you as well, I think. So. Yeah, I, I d- depends on the mood. I, tr- I do try a bit of comedy. I, so I, I, I enjoy. You, you took a headbutt from Lucia Lee, and your, <laughs> your pump for that was hilarious. Because it was in the rumble. Yeah, that was the rumble. Um, <laughs> I, think you, I think you went from one side of the ring, and by the time you fell out, you were on the other end. I was. I, that rumble match, I, I, I just had fun with it, man. I was told, I was told like how long I'm going to be in there for. Go, I go yeah. in, 
I try and make it as fun as possible. So I try and like square up to uh, RP Davies, mm-hmm. and obviously he classes me because he's a boxer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I ended up by yeeting myself out the ring. Like, have you seen? I think it's uh, the '89 Royal Rumble where Marty Jannetty goes for a crossbody on Ted DiBiase, and DiBiase just flops to the floor and Ginetti goes flying Five over the top rope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried my best to do that because that is, it's just fun. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh. Yeah. Right. Um, going off of my moveset wise, I've Ooh. been trying to be a bit, I, I don't know, I've tried to add a bit of everything. First of all, my finish changed. My finisher, my original finisher wasn't too bad. It was, uh, do you know the flipping neck breaker that John Morrison used to do? Mm-hmm. It was that. I oh, forget so. what it's called. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and then right now I've I've actually been using the move that I invented, which is essentially a packaged shoulder breaker. Oh, right. So, oh yeah. I'm trying to swap it into a some form of package Ushiguroshi, which Pud has been helping me with the method for it. But I don't want to like actually break someone's neck because <laughs> it's hard enough because you're already like. You're fully bundled up, ready to take the move. You can't really protect yourself. It's just on me. Yeah. And I pride myself on being relatively safe. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine to finish you can do on like all sides of people as well. So it's like, yeah, well, I, I don't think it's possible to find a finish that you can do on everyone if it's not mm-hmm. like a straight, like the super kick that James does. He can hit anyone with that from, you know, me to Big T. Yeah. But, some we, all, we all know how dev- devastating that is because it put me out in 30 <laughs> I was there for it. I, <laughs> I, po- I popped. I, I didn't realize there was an actual match going on until I looked up and realized that you had a. It was Mundo as the referee, right? Mundo. Yeah, well, me, me and Lance have been digging it up for weeks on the podcast. <laughs> that we had this title match. <laughs> I mean, it lasted like 30 seconds. It was, cause, plus, he wasn't. He didn't, he didn't feel very well. So yeah, yeah he, he he told me. He asked me. To, I remember we were, he was teaching. He called me in the ring because he wanted me to do like a uh, show people how to do one of the bumps. Mm-hmm. And then we're leaning over the ropes, and he just whispers to me, "Can you can you do this one, mate? I'm not feeling very well right now." And then I watch where you step. I've just thrown up outside. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" All right then, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, I I mean, I felt bad because you know. He's having to wrestle whilst uh, he's not feeling well. Like, they have to wrestle. Just train. Yeah. He is lovely about that kind of thing, though. Like, I will say this. Lance is one of the nicest people I've met in wrestling, and he mm-hmm. plays the biggest dick on shows. And it's something that you've no- I notice now. Like, anyone who's a heel just seems to be the nicest person. Yeah, and I, I noticed, like, uh, the, the best heels tend to work in jobs where they work with the public all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, like, it's like their release at the weekend is the shouts at the public because they have to be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such like a, it's such a 180. It's, mm. oh, it's, it, it, it's a funny, like, oxymoron. Because I'm not saying, like, the faces are bad people. Mm. You know, I, I, I love a lot of the faces, but then you look at all the heels and it's just, you know, you don't expect them to be nice. So then, when they are nice, it's it just kind of hits even more, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and I've been stealing a lot of moves because we we're on move sets. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to incorporate a few more athletic moves, and I stole uh, the slingshot spear that Johnny Gargano does. 
Oh, that's cool. Though. I think. I think. Yeah, you got you got like the statues and make that look quite cool as well. So I think. Yeah, I just need to work on it because right now the way I do it, I basically just hit them and then flop on my slip on my face. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> it sucks to do. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping I can do. I don't know if it's possible, but the end goal is to kind of do one that like. Have you seen how Bobby Lashley does his spears where he kind of rolls through with it? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to do that because that way I can quickly get up, bang, do something else, or go for a pin. And yeah. not risk busting my nose open. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Riley, and you've been listening to BBG Wrestling. Right, so this question <laughs> usually gives you age away, so who was your favorite wrestler growing up? <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Yes. <laughs> right. That's one thing that I'll never change. He was actually the first wrestler I watched. Oh, wow. And, I mean, uh, I don't know if, if it's a question of how I got into wrestling. It was Rey Mysterio, technically, who got me into the real stuff. Mm. <laughs> if we're going just, like, as far back as I can, my first exposure to wrestling was a video game, uh, WWE All-Stars. Oh, I love WWE All-Stars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, thought, I, thought, I thought I loved it. <laughs> yeah. my, me and my friends used to play the demo at his house. Mm. I think he only got like four wrestles on it for the demo. But I thought it was the coolest thing, watching people do like backflips off of these drop kicks or like you know, John Cena doing like flips to throw people. And then I, I'm like home one day and my mum yells me and she says, that wrestle you like is on the telly? And I was, I was lost because to my knowledge... WWE All-Stars was kind of like uh, your Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, where all the characters are fake. Oh, right. Okay. Because, you know, it's they're all like these giant muscular dudes doing like insane flips that seem impossible. That was my mm-hmm. first impression of it. And with names like you know, Hulk Hogan and Mr. Perfect, how am I supposed to believe that's real? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the first match I ever watched was actually... Uh, right after CM Punk left, it was Rey Mysterio versus The Miz for the WWE Championship, which Mysterio won. And John Cena yeah. beat him straight yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that, that ingrained a bit of a distaste for John Cena. <laughs> it's just like Rey Mysterio is this cool little dude in a mask who like flies all over the ring. And then John Cena, who, I mean, because it was the first time I was watching, I had no idea who he was. I just thought he was some random dude who showed up and then beat up my favourite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was a bit weird that they they did they didn't just leave him as champion for like till the next pay per view and then have that match. It was yeah, it's not very like face, is it? So it's they didn't even let him have it for a show. No. Like, I'm pretty sure John Cena was like kayfabe fired as well because I think yeah no that was his return night because he got fired because he yeah, lost to Punk at Money in the Bank. He was wrestling, he was wrestling on house shows and the mask could he can see. Oh, it's like it's, it's like John Cena's Mexican cousin or someone else. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what you spelled as John Cena's Mexican cousin? I'm sure he yeah yeah yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, the mask on, but everything else is the same. We wore the same like green t-shirt and jorts. And stuff. <laughs> sounds like a it sounds like Mister America basically. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the top names get it, so we have to just wait for Roman Reigns to get one now. <laughs> with Hogan, we had Cena. Who's next? So, what prompted you to don the tights and get the ring yourself? Um, it was so I've always wanted to do wrestling ever since I started watching it. Mm. It was just you know it's cool. It's 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 always been my dream job, and I legitimately just happened to be in a call with a friend 
uh, you, uh, Ray, not Ray Mondo, but the one with the black ponytail who comes to train with me. Yeah. Uh, I, we, I just happened to randomly Google wrestling schools in uh, the town, and there was one, like, uh, 10-minute walk from my house, and I had no idea, and it had been there since, like, 2006. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I found out, I was like, hang on, what, let's just start, why not? It's a bit of like a, I don't know, like, you know, that cheesy 90s movies trope where, like, these friends agree to something, they put, all put their hands in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we just, I just kind of kicked it off there. Uh, and it was the most horrifying thing I've ever done. Because <laughs> I'm, well, I was, uh, I would say about, I think I started at about 15, 16. I wasn't very social, so having to grapple and punch strangers. <laughs> It's not exactly my forte right away. Yeah, well, I think yeah, that's one of the things I found weird to begin with. Yeah, it's kind of glad. I was kind of glad Joel, me and Joel did it together to begin with. Yeah, I, that's why I, it's a lot of people stick with their mates in training just because if you accidentally, you know, stiff them, you accidentally punch them in the face for mm. real. It's uh, you know, sorry, mate. If you punch a stranger, you're like, oh my, oh no, and it's like, oh, that's your first impression done. You just punch that dude in the face. He's gonna hate you now. <laughs> and I've been, I've been put, yeah, I've been punched twice. I, was, I think it was by Bernard at when the sonnet took the class, and then George, yeah. George, me as I, well. So. I've been punched in the face far too many times. Uh, I got punched in the face right before my first show. Mm. Uh, it was an accident. So for uh, for a bit of context as well, I have a uh, implant tooth at the front. Yeah, it's, it, it comes out really like easy from like pressure. Uh, I, you know, it just didn't come through. Right before my first one-on-one match on a show, we're training, and it's a Popeye drill, which is you've got someone in the corner, you hit them in the gut, and it exposes the face. You hit them yeah. in the face, it exposes the gut. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Brian, Brian Edison, and he he's going like rapid fire, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I'm struggling to keep up. He elbows me right in the upper lip, Ooh. and then the tooth comes out, and he, he's. It's not like a bad thing. You can just get put back in. Yeah, I'm sure. I can just imagine <laughs> trying to was, that I, <laughs> It didn't help that, because uh, it was right before show, my mum and nan were, like, sat at a table right next yeah. to the ring just watching me train because they've never seen it before. Mm. And <laughs> I walk out to them. They're in shock. <laughs> Brian was terrified because he thought I just he just knocked my tooth out and it was going to start, like, bleeding or something. Oh. <laughs> I, felt, I was like, no, no, it's sound. And then the realization hit me that I'm gonna have to do my first show with a massive gap tooth. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the more harrowing part. Not the fact that it was my first one-on-one match. It was that I had a massive gap tooth and did not open my mouth much. <laughs> but I got through it. It was a fun match. So it was like Rey Mysterio, who you wanted to like mold your star around when you started trading. So uh, yeah, I would I would say. Obviously, I was probably a lot slimmer as a youth. <laughs> uh, I, I thought, I, you know what, it can't be that hard. If someone like him can, you know, do all these cool flippy stuff and he's like, you know, 40, he's doing it at like, he's still like nearly 50, isn't he? And he still does stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm I'm 19 and can barely get over the top row. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I thought, yeah, I can do that. And then it didn't help that I got exposed to NXT as well and started seeing, like, Neville and uh, Sami Zayn doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, come on, this can't be too hard if this many people can do it. 
<laughs> and then I remember the first time I tried to springboard in wrestling, my foot got caught on the top rope and I just flopped into the ring. Oh. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't a show and no one was watching me. <laughs> but, 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 like, you know, that, that's when I kind of realized, oh, yeah, no, I can't do any of this. I'm going to have to go for a different style completely. <laughs> and that's when I started watching, uh, uh, there was more Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and I started getting into Japanese wrestling, like Noah and All Japan, and hmm. currently New Japan. Yeah, when I first started training, I thought I'm short and stocky, so I started watching like early Taz and early Rhino, like mm. early ECW stuff of those, just to try and just... I, I love Rhino, like Taz is great as well, and he's, he is better than Rhino, but like, I don't think Rhino gets enough credit for like just how good he was. Oh, I think anyway. that, that end of that ECW run was amazing. Was, yeah, I, like, I thought some of his stuff in his WWE run was pretty good, and yeah, I could never get sick of watching like a, a compilation of him just hitting people for gore. Because <laughs> he just goes right through them, <laughs> and it's just so it's so great. And like the dude, just I don't know. You look at him, and he's like, he's actually huge, like not tall. Yeah, but like, he's, he's like just insanely wide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it makes you realize, oh, no, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't want to take a spear from that fella. You will break my ribs. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's good. I, I've, I've kind of learned it's good to kind of watch a variety of different styles and kind mm. of try different things, see what you feel comfortable with. You kind of have to mesh your own style with it because you see, like, I keep mentioning him, Kevin Owens. He's like, a grappler, a striker, a high flyer. The dude can do everything. Yeah. That's kind of what you've got to aim for in wrestling, in my opinion. Kind of just do a bit of everything, feel what you're comfortable with, take out what you don't do, and just kind of fi- find your own little niche of a style. Yeah, I, I kind of describe like when you make a creator wrestler on the 2K games, you usually start by just giving them some <laughs> of these moves, but as you see, yeah. or cool moves, you go, oh, I like that, I'll add that in. And then over time, you've got your own moveset, really. Mm. But mine, mine usually starts as like some like Vader or somebody, and then I'll add music <laughs> from there. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I just gave, I'd just make a wrestler who was like seven foot max weight, <laughs> but he's like insanely ripped, and he's doing like four fifties and six thirty cent songs. Yeah, so Isaac, that's what Isaac makes. He's, he's seven. <laughs> yeah, so, he's usually has like, bright red hair, and he has purple skin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's seven foot tall, four hundred pounds. We got the move move set of Rey Mysterio. And <laughs> I mean, to be fair, a guy that big doing moves like that is essential. It's quite a lot of big guys in wrestling now. Mm, like definitely. he's not seven foot four and probably not four hundred pounds, but people like Keith Lee and uh, Brain Cage, they're Cage, yeah. they're pretty athletic for their size. Definitely. <laughs> I don't, I just don't know how. Like Keith Lee, he's he's fantastic worker. He doesn't have the like. He has, like, a Dusty Rhodes physique, I'd say. Mm. And he can move better than, like, half the people on the roster that he's on at any time. Yeah, so gutted that just Vince McMahon just didn't know what to do with him on the main roster. So just let him do what he does. It's, it's, it's cool. It's, just let him do it. <laughs> doesn't have so, to be Bearcat or stupid. stupid just. I thought, I was hoping Bearcat, I, when I first heard it, I thought Bearcat <laughs> was, like, a nickname. Mm. And then I kept watching it. It's like, oh, no, they're... They've just changed him to Bearcat Lee now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, how can you ruin Keith Lee? No, because you can just say what, in ECW, uh, not ECW, AEW, he's not done anything special. He's still just having great matches. 
because they haven't yeah, got a storyline for him at the moment, so they're just yeah, just going to have a great match. Seriously, I think so. he's injured at the moment, isn't he? Is he? Well, yeah, well, he while he's having his tag team um, title run, they weren't yeah. really had. It won't be remembered as a great run, but every match they had was a banger. So. Yeah, especially that uh, Pud and I think Christie kept egging me on to watch their match versus the acclaimed at. Oh, that was brilliant. I don't remember what the last pay per view was. But, uh, Revolution? Was it? Uh, it was Revolution. Uh, no, it was All Out. All Out, oh yeah. Um, I finally watched it and it is a really good match. I, I have been sleeping on the acclaimed for a, a while. So I didn't really think that, uh, Max Caster was great. Mm-hmm. I thought Anthony Bowens was fine, but now that I've like watched them more, I'm realizing, oh, no, they are like legitimately a really good tag team and oh, they are insanely charismatic. Yeah, that's like scissor me, Dad. He still makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. I mean, it's it's the, what it means. It's the 21st century version of Suck It. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> they've got a member of DX in there as well, so, I mean, they've got the ability to make it work. So, look, looking forward, um, do you have, like, a wish list of opponents or, like, promotions you want to work for over the next, like, year, 18 months? Or? Uh, if I'm looking just forward for a year, um, opponents, I could say... I could go on for hours of people who would want to fight and buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people who don't even wrestle anymore, but who I've trained with, who I'd love to fight, like uh, Rabbit Riley, for example. Yeah, he used to come back. I never saw Rabbit Riley. I only saw him as Frederick in oh, Castle Islands. So I never saw like Rabbit Riley live. So. See, for, for me, it's the exact opposite. I never got to see him as uh, Frederick. But uh, he was insane when I got to it. Uh, He's very fast as well. I remember trying to do a stand, a very simple like training spot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just gassed out by the end of it because the dude's going a hundred miles per hour, and I'm here doing my absolute best to keep up. And it's like, you know, bro, it's not a race. Come on now, we've got like three hours of this. Because yeah, it looked like they're gonna, they'll like plant seeds of a, a um, Riley Jack, Jack Riley and Frederick feud in Wrestle Island going forward, and then. then. Pandemic happened, but I was really yeah. looking forward to seeing what that would have came with. Yeah. It's a shame that uh, Freddie retired, but you know, I, I wholeheartedly respect his opinion. He is a very, very nice person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the people who taught me as well. I credit him and uh, Matt Fox for yeah. kind of they gave me the basics, and then Matt Fox, who by the way is the best person you can get to teach you. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to describe Matt. He just teaches in a Matt Fox way, which ingrains everything so specifically and so well into your mind that you can like, you just look at wrestling a completely different way when he explains it to you. Yeah. And like, Imagine. it's, it's so good. And it's like, uh, Brian Anderson too. He's kind of learnt from Matt as well, I think. I, I assume he's learnt a bit from Matt. They did train in the same place for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm still confused on what Steve goes on about when he, he he tells me he sees the ring in like sections or cubes or something. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, can I move this way? No, so I can move this way instead. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he he is it's like a wrestling stoner going on about like a trip, but it makes sense as well. And yeah, it's, he, he, he sees it's, it. He sees it in nine squares, doesn't he? So. Yeah, uh, I I've tried to think of it like that, and then I you know spend like. 10 minutes in a rest hall just wondering how I can get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'm going on about people who I want to face, uh, obviously I've got to say the people who have taught me, like uh, Matt, 
uh, Sean Elmy as well. Mm. Uh, I did say Harry McKenney earlier, Pud as well. Um, I can't really, I don't like to nitpick people because I don't want to like <laughs> leave someone out and then, you know, then I feel bad about it. But there's, there's, there's a lot of people. There's a huge backlog of people who I'd love to fight. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to face everybody I've interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a long list. How many you interviewed like how many people now? I don't know. In twenty twenty, I did sixty three interviews. So, <laughs> okay. so you better if you bump card empty. Get ready for a long line of matches. Probably best part <laughs> two hundred interviews, probably. I guess. Jesus, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like you know what? It's not completely. Oh yeah, about five years I've been interviewing wrestlers. That's- Pretty, that's pretty good, and that's a lot of names that you get to fight. <laughs> just, just, just like start your own promotion and line them up for an incredibly long like gauntlet match. Oh, who was it? Oh, that Japanese woman's wrestler for I can't remember who it was. For, for, she had she had a, for her retirement show. She had all the people. Well, she she like the big influences on her career, like the thirty-year career she had. She had fifty-one-minute yeah. matches. So I was like, oh, that sounds a bit. Funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's not a match, but that just makes me think of. Have you seen the clip like that was going around of uh, right after he passed away, Antonio Inoki? There was a clip that arised of like I think it was the Tokyo Dome. Mm. There's people lining all the way up from the ramp to the stage, just waiting to be slapped in the face by Antonio Inoki. Yeah, so and the dude just didn't hold back. It's like, why are people doing this? And that's like, oh, because you want like. I think it's like to be embraced by the fighting spirit of Antonio Inoki or something. Mm-hmm. I think that was the explanation for it, but it's like, no, he's like one of the hardest men in wrestling at that time. He's probably he went, he went toe to toe with Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he did. Uh, he was more back to toe, though. This is the Ronin Brian Adenson demanding that you, yes, you, are very valued listener, listen to Broken. But glorious podcast. Alright, so if you're a promoter for a day, promoting an event, so using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, wrestlers are associated to you in some way. If I give you a match type, you'll tell me who you put in that match. Alright, sweet. Cool. And as it's your show, you can make every match into gender, three um, three way, four way, five way. Add a stupid stipulation if you want. It's your <laughs> show. So. Cool. So who will be in your opening contest? Get the crowd excited. Um. Yeah, I mentioned both of these lads earlier, and I feel like they would put on an absolute screamer. So I'm gonna say Riley the NBF versus yes. Rabbit Riley. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Because both of them are incredibly fast. They are insane with strikes, uh, and I feel like they would just mesh so well. Yeah, and the loser can't use the name Riley anymore. <laughs> you have to go by either Rabbit or the NBF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the non-binary refinery. That'd be great. About a comedy style match. This one, I, uh, this has already happened, but it's mm. I, I, I love the first time, so I need to see it again. Brian Anderson versus Fantastic Matt Fox. Ooh, I don't know if I've seen them. Uh, it was from Redacted. I think ah. the match has been saved somewhere, but you mm-hmm. might have to ask, like, Matt or Stee about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the tone was set when Stee slipped on the steps getting up to the ring during his <laughs> entrance. <laughs> but it's, like, it's such a good mesh of comedy and actual wrestling that 
I, it, it's just like the perfect blend of it. Mm. And I feel like that's exactly what comedy wrestling should be. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. There is room in wrestling for like, you know, orange Cassidy's or, you know, people, people who kind of base their whole gimmick on comedy wrestling mm-hmm. to an extent. But there's like, you know, Matt and Steve, I think they would just absolutely do the most with the time that they're given. Definitely. And it, it, I just think it would just be perfect again to have that. Yeah, I think the like the one, one of the funniest matches I've ever seen was it's Dean or Mark versus James Mason, but it was probably one of the best technical matches I've ever seen as well. But I've, I, I, I've been watching loads of Dean or Mark clips as well. Mm. That was like one of the things I started when I got back into fighting spirit. I saw he had a whole page dedicated to just clips of stuff that he does. So I was like, yep. oh, cool, give that a bit of a follow. Check in on that every now and then. Yeah, I just like it. Just, for a while, um, Tyler Adams just used to be his guinea pig for new moves on, on this YouTube page. So like, <laughs> I did a new move today, and it used to be Tyler Adams just getting. <laughs> um, your women's title match? Women's title match would be uh, Harley Hudson. Yes. And. Alexis Falcon. They had, yeah, I really because their the title match. Had, uh, I, I thought their island match was pretty good, and a rematch with, you know, say there's, it's got the story of it being a rematch behind it, it's got more stakes to it. I think that would, you know, just, it would it'd be a good storytelling match to kind of build people back into it, mm-hmm. build people back up, because <laughs> if you do two matches, like, if you do this one match, and then you do the same match, like, a month later... It's gonna have a bit less interest, mm-hmm. so to have a story going into it like that, and it would probably pique the interest and make it even more than the original. So yeah, I, I, th- I think um, um, Alexis has taken some time off away from the island. So, yeah. So if they have it, so Harley just mows down the whole women's roster, and then mm-hmm. she's like, "I need, I've done everybody," and then Alexis comes back, and the crowd goes, "Whoa!" And then, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if we don't, if we don't see Alexis for like eighteen months or something. Yeah, I, I could, I could dig it. It'd be yeah. a fantastic story as well. Mm. Throw in a bit of the heel turn. Yeah, yeah. Harley's doing Declan. It's a phenomenal wrestling. She's a heel. She's. I think so. Yeah, but she's getting yeah. everywhere. She was in ICW a few months ago, I think. Mm. And I remember seeing that. It was so surreal because I love. Uh, I used to love ICW. Less, I, I I just kind of slowed down on it now, but you know when it was just when it was just running rampant with people like Joe Hendry, Grado, Lionheart, yeah. mm-hmm. it was fantastic, and I just loved watching it because it's more just like it feels like it's a show run by mates for yeah. mates, <laughs> and then to see someone like uh, Lily on it, mm-hmm. who I've I've known and I've trained with, it was surreal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, a mid-card title match, so like your workhorse title? Uh, workhorse title, intercontinental title, whatever. Um, I'd say a triple threat. Ooh, yeah, okay. Uh, and it would be myself, if I'm allowed to. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't book myself over. That's that's my limit. <laughs> uh, Christy, Christy yeah. Quinlan. Yes. And Tyler Adams. Ooh, that'd be fun. I think it's got a nice clash of styles as well. Yeah, and uh, I, I I've had a chance to work with both of them. I've had a show match against Christy, which to this date I would say is one of my better matches, and it was my second singles match. Yeah, wow. Uh, but you know, I 
I, I, I've not had a chance to work with him a lot recently, particularly in a natural match, so I think it'd be really fun to relive that. And then, of course, Tyler Adams, I've trained with. Uh, we had a tag team match at training last Sunday. He's just really good at like keeping a match together, mm-hmm. and then he can also work... I'm not sure how to describe it, really. He can work with pretty much everything. Yeah, definitely. And put on a solid match. So combine that with, like, me and Christy, it's essentially just a match that is just going to stay together and hopefully excite the crowd. Cool. Um, a hardcore extreme rule style match, so this can be anything from a comedy 24-7 hardcore thing right up to deathmatch. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be yeah, a deathmatch per se, but it would probably be a bit of a uh, bit of a hard one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demon Eye. Ooh, yeah. Who I, I I'm glad I got to wrestle him before he I'm pretty sure he's fully retired now and he's fantastic bloke versus uh Gino Rampage Ramsey. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I I just think first of first of all they did have that whole feud in the island. Yeah, but when, when um, um Gino power bombed him through a table covered in Lego, oh, such a great yeah. sight. So th- ah. there's there's already that like heat behind it, but say again, if we're going into story wise, Demon Eye is coming back from a hiatus. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure was that like one of his last island appearances, if not his actual last. Um, I think his last. He was in the Rumble in 2020. Uh, I think that was, I think that might have been his, uh, his his last singles match. I'm sure was against Pete. Probably. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I remember. Yeah. I remember that was everywhere, and I was like, what is this Wrestle Island thing that people could tell me about? <laughs> this was, like, before I got out of, like, my bubble of just kind of going around places. Yeah. And then seeing, oh, my mate's working there, cool. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but, you know, looks pretty all right, because they're there. So I had no idea what Wrestle Island was when I saw pictures of uh, Ryan beating up some poor dude. <laughs> But I think the story behind it of like Demon Eye coming back and he wants to make a statement, something like that, so he goes after his old rival. Mm-hmm. I think it would work nicely. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd like to see that match again. Um, a tag team title match? Tag team. Mm. Tag team title, I would have to say made to last. Yes, definitely. I've spoken to them a little bit. I've watched them work. I think they're they're actually kind of underrated. Like I feel like there should be more places. and. Mm. Like, I, I I rarely actually see them around. Like obviously they do get around. Yeah, bicycles absolutely gutted. We didn't come get to um, infamous the other week because oh, yeah, he, he, there is there is favourite tag team and he just he, yeah, he just doesn't see them that yeah. often. So. I, mean, I don't want to rub it in, but uh, made to last and Pud versus VGS was an insanely good match, and I'm glad I got to watch it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah I'd say those two versus. Uh, Merseyside Merc Squad, Dan Evans and Scott Oberman. Oh, yeah. So I think, again, it's a good mesh of styles. Definitely. Uh, uh, Merseyside Mercs are insanely good with their heel work, uh, which, again, is weird because Dan Evans and Scott Oberman are some of the nice people I've gotten to chat to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I don't know, Made to Last can do like a little bit of comedy with their stuff as well. I've noticed mm. like they work their comedy into their wrestling at the very beginning, and then it becomes like a more emotional story as it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. And they have to take the match more and more seriously, and that's what I just love about the, their matches. It's they can tell a story, 
and then they can do like a complete 180 and still be telling the same story, mm-hmm. but it's just gone to like a completely different way than anyone would expect. Yeah, I love Boomer. And then it's your main event. Main event. I'm going to have to go with Lance Rivera, because, yes. you know, why not? He's also a wrestling champion, so something's online at least. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a hard call, because, I again, I think Lance, he could put a match... He could put a match on with anyone, and it'd be fantastic. Because I've, se- I've, I mean, I've worked him a little bit, and we were okay. So, I mean, if that sets the standard, if anything, <laughs> Lance Rivera would probably have a very good match with Declan McCarthy. I would say. Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, I've, I used, used to train a little bit with Declan at Fighting Spirit. I've <laughs> kind of spoken to him every now and then, and by that I mean very, very occasionally. So. <laughs> He just makes it, I guess. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah. I don't think I've seen like Lance up against like a proper hoss. Yeah, that's that was my thought. I, I, I'm not sure if you count Hustle as a hoss. He's a bit. I would say he's stronger than Lance, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Who else is Lance defended against? Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah. Um, well, he's got he's got um, Philip Michaels on Saturday. Dan Evans oh. on Sunday. And, Hus- and Harvey Hudson the following week. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, I think him and McCarthy would be just a very good match. It would be solid. It would, mm. uh, again, McCarthy, I, I watched his match with, um, I think it was uh, Chase Martini. Chase Al- Chase Al- Alexander, Alexander. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a really brutal match. Uh, I think uh, Alexander's earring like ripped his ear though, so there's Ooh. blood in it. Yeah, and because he wears a white shirt, it was accentuated a bit. But I, I, I think it would be a very good mesh of styles. Personally, I think the fact that they'd be going against each other, McCarthy would be absolutely battering him, and then there's mm. like some slick comeback that James can pull out of nowhere. Yeah, I think it would be a fantastic clash. Yeah, I think it'd be a brilliant match. Yeah, I'll just watch that card. <laughs> that was the one match that I actually struggled to book. It was a uh, the main event. So I, I, I knew it was going to be Lance because I, I wanted something on the line, like a world title, so, or like the WrestleMania title. But I was like, who would put in a good match with Lance? Mm. Then it swapped to who wouldn't. <laughs> and it was it was a struggle, but I, I landed on McCarthy because I feel like the Clash of Styles definitely would react well together. Definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. I'd like to see him against. Like a proper horse. Yeah. Cool. So, got uh, Wrestle Island this Sunday. Have you got any other matches um, in the future you'd like to put as well? As far as right now, I can't really say. Okay. <laughs> I, am ho- I, I am hoping that I do have some more in the future. Um, don't call it a 2.0. Alice Mayport, Whitby Sports and Social Club. That's the one I've got my eyes on right now. Mm-hmm. Fatal four way match with Riley the MBF, Harry McKenney, and Portia Quinlan. Yes, I'm made eventually by Lance versus Dan Evans. I'm looking forward to that. Dan Evans is a bit of a hoss, so, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm looking forward to battering the three of them, lads. Yes. <laughs> and then going home and ordering a chippy or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing after a show, and there's two ways to cook once I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be getting home at, like, seven anyway, so. Cool. Um... Do you want to make your social media for we go? Yeah, uh, so I don't really use Facebook, but on Instagram it is the underscore EJW underscore. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter it is 
Ethan Walsh underscore 03. So, I put links in the description below the interview and I'll put ticket information for Vessel Island. So, yeah, yeah I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on yeah, again in the future, and I'm sure I'll see you on mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. So, uh, I'm, I'm there both days, hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, love this. Love being here. Uh, thank you. <laughs>